Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody, welcome back uh, to God's Plan, Your Part. Today, we're looking at Genesis 43 to 45, kind of continuing the story of Joseph and the rest of Jacob's sons. Uh, so, Jenny, as we're reading over these chapters of Joseph slowly revealing who he is. What do you think? One, I think he's a lot better person than me. (laughs) And two, uh, I noticed that Joseph is really excited about his brother, Benjamin. So when Benjamin returns, I think, like like we talked about before, these they're all brothers, but a lot of them are like Mm half-siblings. Benjamin is Joseph's only full blood sibling Mm -hmm. so when he sees benjamin come he like it says in uh 43 30 joseph hurried out for his compassion grew warm for his brother so like seeing him he was probably just like so relieved and just so excited to see him Mm -hmm. but like didn't want to show his cards right away so he like quick Mm -hmm. ran out so that i didn't see him crying um so that was like it's kind of cool to make that connection again like these full out brothers are seeing each other again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um and after you know the the incident with the the cup is uh planted in Benjamin's bag um he reveals himself again and just like goes over and just like weeps and hu- and hugs Benjamin. So like there's like a really cool relationship there that is just like super unique to them that I really liked. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And another thing, on 45.8, we had talked about a couple episodes ago of just how, like, disregard the crazy of the people and remember God's plan, right? Um, and Joseph, when he's talking in chapter 45, verse 8, he's, like, basically telling his brothers, like, it's not you, like, it's you're not the reason that I got sent here. It was God. God's the reason that I was put here so that I could provide for you. Um, and it's just cool to hear him actually say it, because I think sometimes it's easy for us to put words in characters' mouths or, like, ideas in their minds when we're thinking about these stories. But he actually says it, like, hey, yeah, it was terrible, but you're not the reason I got sent here. It was God. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we, we've talked many times about how you want to keep your eyes on what God is doing um, and not necessarily get distracted by the good or bad of Mm -hmm. any of these individual characters. Joseph is a really, really compelling character, um, but it's because he serves a really, really compelling God that is working on behalf of ultimately his own promise. Mm -hmm. Like there, this famine is coming. It's going to be devastating to the people in the land of Canaan And so God is looking out for Abraham's descendants again so that he can bring his promise that is ultimately, you know, generations and nations Mm -hmm. and kings and ultimately the king of of kings so we can all have forgiveness and right relationship with God. So you can see God kind of pulling all these strings. He's actually making Egypt profitable, which is really interesting. Like God in his sovereignty was looking out for Egypt to protect his people. Um and we have here like pretty clear evidence that Joseph is saying, hey, God did this. What's cool, too, is if you think about it, so these men represent the 12 tribes of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. If Joseph had never gone or had been taken to Egypt, 
there is very good potential that they would have all starved to death. There's actually a lot of really interesting things about if Joseph had never gone to Egypt. One of them that I didn't know about until recently is Joseph actually marries an Egyptian. She, um, it's back in uh, 41 verse like 50. Uh, he marries this daughter of a priest, an Egyptian priest. Mm-hmm. And so they have two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And that means that Africans are introduced into the tribes of Israel, which is really, really interesting. Um, and they, they become kind of like half-tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh through Joseph. Um, you also have, like, these families, these people, they, the Jacob's family would have never ended up in Egypt, like, mm-hmm. except for God's providence. Like, obviously, Joseph's there. He's caring for them. But they would have just rotted away in Canaan because there was nothing to eat. Yep. So instead, they're going to come to Egypt. They're going to prosper in Egypt for a time. And then they're going to continue to prosper, but as slaves, um, which is what God told Abraham when it was just mm-hmm, Abraham mm-hmm. standing in that field a long, long time ago. So um, it like all sets up the story because in my does. mind, they're, they're always like these separate stories like Abraham and Sarah and then Jacob and Esau. And yes. I like they just There's all seem so all disconnected when you're not reading it like this. And then when you do, it's like, holy cow, they all actually intertwine. And there's such a purpose because you can actually see it unfolding. Like, they're going into Egypt. Hmm, surprise, surprise. That's where they're going to be for a long time. All of these stories are really important and really compelling because it's how God is caring for his plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, these stories are our stories. Right. Like, we, we're, not, we're not here reading the Bible, studying who God is. Um, you're not out there listening to this reading of who God is unless God is faithful to his promise. Like in, if there's no Joseph, there's actually no you listening mm-hmm, to God's plan mm-hmm. your part today. Uh, that's just, that's just how it goes. And so God that's is incredible. Cool. We are incredibly fortunate to know him and to follow him. Uh, and we see his provision here in Genesis 45. Uh, there's also a little bit of an interesting turn of events with Judah. Judah seems to be, Maybe having a change of heart? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I was thinking about Judah, actually, when there's a lot of repeated themes, right? Yes, there are, yeah. So when I read about uh, Joseph, like, basically planting the cup in Benjamin's um, sack. It's like a weird test. But that was like a created scenario by Joseph. Mm -hmm. Judah had a very similar situation where Tamar took his interesting yeah his yeah, staff his, yeah, his staff board. and whatever but like it was all like okay whoever has it is the one like what is with these like this this line of it's like, like family members reveals. yeah it's so interesting how there's so many repeated themes uh another interesting thing about judah even further back is that judah is the one that's like hey let's sell our brother into slavery yeah. like, it could be there's all there's all these like double possibilities it could be that he didn't want to kill him it could be that he wanted to get rich mm-hmm, off of selling him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's now Judah that's saying, hey, listen. He actually pulls Joseph aside and he's like, hey, I told my dad that if this boy is left here, like, my life can be demanded. And if you keep Benjamin, my dad will die. So please keep me as your slave. Send them all back. Mm-hmm. I will serve you. So there, there has to be something stirring in Judah. He's been kind of a sketchy guy. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be something going on with him. So, mm-hmm. so what do you think, Jenny? How do we, 
how do we apply this to our lives? Is there anything in here that is like a, a good reminder for the day? Well, I think if you have been listening with us, like I said earlier, you have been hearing us say this constant over and over again about um, don't don't focus on the characters, focus on God and his plan. Um, I think it is even more powerful when one of those said characters actually says the same thing thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Don't take ago. it for our for our words. Take it for Joseph's words. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. So he's like a living testament and probably much worse case scenario than we are by far or have ever experienced by far. Um, but again, just remember that verse today. It was not God who sent, or excuse me, it was not you who sent me here, but God. So just remember that today. Like it wasn't somebody that you know, did you wrong that put you in the position you're in? Like God put you there for a purpose so that his will could be done in your life and those around you. We don't want to take away from the fact that what you're going through might be incredibly difficult. Yeah. You might be like in Joseph. Something... I mean, read yes, this story. Exactly. There were probably many nights where Joseph was like, seriously, God, like I'm in prison. It's been two years. The cupbearer hasn't brought me up mm-hmm. at all. Uh, just keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. And trust in his plan because he has a, a perfect plan. Um, and I know it can be challenging. I'm always careful about like, well, just look to God. Because I know you guys are going through some very, very challenging, very, very difficult things. But God does see you. Uh, and God does have a plan for you. And when your faith is in him, you won't be shaken. So remember that for the day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Genesis 43. Now the famine was severe in the land, and when they had eaten the grain that they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little food. But Judah said to him, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you will send your brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why do you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us carefully about ourselves and our kindred, saying, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? What we told him was an answer to these questions. Could we in any way know that he would say, Bring your brother down? And Judah said to Israel his father, Send the boy with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I will be a pledge of his safety. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. If we had not delayed, we would now have returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the choice fruits of the land in your bags and carry a present down to the man, a little balm and a little honey, gum, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money with you. Carry back with you the money that was returned to the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take also your brother and arise, go again to the man. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man, and may he send back your your other brother and Benjamin. And as for me... If I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. So the men took the present, and they took double the money with them and Benjamin. They arose and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house, and slaughter an animal, and make ready, 
for the men who are to dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him and brought the men to Joseph's house. And the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said, it is because of the money which we replaced in our sack, which was replaced in our sacks the first time that we are brought in so that he may assault us and fall upon us to make us servants and seize our donkeys. So they went up to the steward of Joseph's house and spoke with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, my Lord, we came down the first time to buy food. And when we came to the lodging place, we opened our sacks and there was each man's money in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it again with us and we have brought other money down with us to buy food. We do not know who put our monies in our sacks. He replied, Peace to you. Do not be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has put treasure in your sacks for you. I received your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. And when the man had brought the men into Joseph's house and given them water, and they had washed their feet, and when he had given their donkeys fodder, they prepared the present for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that he should eat bread there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him the present that they had with them and bowed down to him to the ground. And he inquired about their welfare and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads and prostrated themselves. And he lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? God be gracious to you, my son. Then Joseph hurried out, for his compassion grew warm for his brother, and he sought a place to weep. And he entered his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and controlling himself, he said, Serve the food. They served him by himself, and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in amazement. Portions were taken to them from Joseph's table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with him. Then he commanded the steward of his house, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest, with his money for the grain. And they did as Joseph told them. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys. They had gone only a short distance from the city. Now Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is it not from this that my Lord drinks, and by this that he practices divination? You have done evil in doing this. When he overtook them, he spoke to them these words. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Behold, the money that we found in the mouths of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. How then could we steal silver and gold from your Lord's house? Whichever of your servants is found with it shall die, and we also will be my Lord's servants, he said. Let it be as you say, He who is found with it shall be my servant, and the rest of you shall be innocent. Then each man quickly lowered his sack to the ground, each man opened his sack, and as he searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city. 
When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell before him to the ground. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Do you not know that a man like me can indeed practice divination? And Judah said, What shall we say, my lord? What shall we speak? Or how can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Behold, we are my lord's servants, both we and he also in whose hand the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. Only the man in whose hand the cup was found shall be my servant. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah went up to him and said, O my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not your anger burn against your servant, for you are like Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a young brother, the child of his old age. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father, or if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. And when our father said, Go again, buy us a little food, we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother goes with us, then we will go down. For we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One left me, and I said, Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs in evil to Sheol. Now therefore, as soon as I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, then as his life is bound up in the boy's life, as soon as he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. And your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became a pledge of safety for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father all my life. Now therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the boy as a servant to my Lord, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear to see the evil that would find my father. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out for me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, so that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, a lord of all his house and a ruler over the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, and your children and your children's children, and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. 
There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your beasts, and go back to the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households, and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat of the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, Do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all them he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver five and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision, for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him of the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, The spirit of the father Jacob was revived, and Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.